We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Shoot the Shot, an NBA and variety show. It is September 30th, 2021. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. We are uh, creeping up here on preseason beginning. Um, I'm I'm pumped. We're, we're only days away from it. So, Luke, I wanted to ask you something really quickly. Were you aware of the fact that I love Shirley Temples? <laughs> no, I, uh, I didn't Can't know that. Can't get enough. Shirley Temple, just a little bit of Sprite, some ginger ale, some grenadine. You're good to go. Non-alcoholic, obviously. Um, I, I mean, I do enjoy a nice Why alcoholic obviously? from time to okay. time. Because right. it's a Shirley Temple. Like People hear Shirley Temples and they're like, oh, man, this kid's drinking a Shirley Temple. What a weirdo. Um, I'm pretty sure Mo Bamba is a big Shirley Temple guy as well. Wow. Wow, that's what you yeah, get, guys, when it's a, a magic you know, podcast, typically. You, you come here and we, we have Mo Bamba facts for you. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you learn something new every day. But yeah, Luke, so this week we had a few a uh, few different days, but we had media day this week. Um, a lot of stuff happened, um, a lot of fun stuff, some, you know, controversial stuff. Mainly, uh, you know, there's a decent amount of players um, that have decided to go unvaccinated. And if you're in, you know, Brooklyn or New York or San Francisco, that's really going to impact your team. Um, but guys like Jonathan Isaac, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Michael Porter Jr., um, Andrew Wiggins, I think those are a, a few of the most notable guys. Uh, we're not really going to get too much into what we think about the vaccine and everything like that. We did a whole episode um, this past Monday. Uh, if you guys want to go check that out, we did that for the Six Man Show where we talked about Jonathan Isaac and you know his decision and everything like that. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to hear what we have to say about the you know vaccine stuff, you know feel free to you know go ahead and and, and check out that episode. Um, but other than that, guys, the, the NBA season is literally upon us. Preseason is about to start next week. Um, and then just over like three weeks from now, we're going to have the start of the NBA season. So Luke and I, uh, we wanted to talk about the storylines that we're most excited for, most interested in um, really going into this season. So Luke, do you want to start it off? What's one of the things that you're most interested in uh, going into this season? Yeah, so I think the the first thing it, it's probably something a lot of people are are going to be paying attention to as far as storylines for this year. Um, you know, it felt like a kind of a cop out answer to say it, but I do think that it's one of the more you know important storylines this year, and will have a big hand in the season. And I think that it's got a lot to do with 
uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that this year probably starts and finishes with the Lakers in terms of, you know, how they are. Um, I, I think that, you know, at first people were skeptical as far as bringing Russell Westbrook in and they said, I don't know how they're going to gel. And then the Lakers slowly started to bring in some shooters, right? So they, they bring in shooters to surround those guys with um, LeBron can play with anybody. I, I don't think LeBron will have an issue adapting with anybody. And on top of that, uh, one other thing that these storylines go hand in hand together in terms of the Lakers. Obviously, we want to know if they stay healthy with guys like Dwight joining the roster again, Rajon Rondo. But Anthony Davis, I, I think that it's no secret that you know a lot of people wanted Anthony Davis to play center last year a lot more than he did and thought if Anthony Davis will just accept the role at center, then this team will excel. And he spoke about it in media day. He said, you know, you'll be getting some looks of me playing center, um, which is good to hear him say. He's at least like seeming like he's maybe accepting that role a little bit for himself. Um, and, and so that's another storyline, too. It's just Anthony Davis in general, like those who go hand in hand, obviously. But, um, you know, I think all that will kind of gel together and, and let us know how the Lakers season really pans out for him. I don't know that I'm buying the Anthony Davis at center thing uh, just because you know, we've heard thing, him say things like this in the past, like, oh, I'll do whatever it takes to win. And then we still hear reports that he wants to be a power forward. He doesn't want to play the center. They brought back Dwight Howard. You know, they brought in DeAndre Jordan. Those guys are probably going to see a fair share amount of minutes at the five. So in terms of Anthony Davis, actually, you know, oh, yeah, you'll see, you know, you'll see me some at the five. I'm sure we will. But when it's like crunch time, you know, the last five minutes of a game, is he really going to, you know, accept that role? And if he does, I'm sure he'll excel at it. But Luke, the thing that I am uh, most interested in really uh, heading into this next season is can the Golden State Warriors um, kind of put their hat into the ring as contenders again? So Steph Curry, this year he's 33 years old. Uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they're both 31 years old. Uh, we know the last couple of years, Draymond has had some signs of dropping off, if you will, from the level that he was playing at, you know, four or five years ago when the Warriors and the Cavs were in the finals every single season. Now we talk about Andrew Wiggins. Won't get too much into that, but is he going to be able to play in home games if he, you know, sticks to his guns and, and deciding not to become vaccinated? And then Clay Thompson, a guy who's not only coming off of an ACL, but also the Achilles, making his way back from the ACL before last season, tears his Achilles, you know, in, in a you know, preseason workout pretty much. So um, I'm going to be really interested in that because, I mean, if you look at the roster, just from a, like a name standpoint, these they're, they're really stacked. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond Green, James Wiseman, you know, the rookies, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Kavon, Lo uh, Kavon Looney, Avery Bradley, Andre Iguodala, Otto Porter, like th these guys on paper should really be competitive. Um, and, and I'm excited. To, hopefully the Warriors are, are good again. The league is better when the Warriors are good and the Splash Bros are doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, it, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find storylines that people are more eager about than the ones that we just mentioned, Jonathan. Um, another one that I'm, you know, kind of looking forward to seeing how it pans out, can't stand them, obviously. Uh, you hate them even more than I do. But it is the Miami, Miami Heat. Heat. Um, as far as that goes, man, I mean... The Victor, Charlie's Angel? Did you see the Charlie's? Dude, oh, it was so bad, bro. It, oh, it was it was terrible. <laughs> and then Tyler Hero with the like the tweet or the Instagram post, like a lot of people slept on me last year. Y'all are about to wake up. Like, all right, we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. But yeah. yeah Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. So the Heat last year, right, finished fifth in the East. Um Victor Oladipo, they acquired him. There were people like you and I, uh, I believe you were on the same belief as I was, that I didn't know that the VO was really going to make a difference in Miami. 
Um, and unfortunately, even more so, we didn't really get to find out solely because he got injured. Um, so him being added to the roster this year essentially is what it feels like. He's being added to the roster, right? Um, along with Kyle Lowry. Uh, say what you want about Kyle Lowry. Can't stand the dude. He flops. He injures players. All those sorts of things that all Magic true, yes. fans deal with. Um, and, you know, all that to say, he's still, even though he's 34, if he's not already 35, he'll be 35 this year. Um, I mean, you know, still averaging 17 and seven, um, and five last year. So uh, I think he'll be a, a veteran leader who has, you know, recently won a championship and it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with the Miami heat. If they're able to do better than fifth in the East, I don't know that they can, but if you've got, you know, Victor Oladipo, who knows really with him, he is a huge question mark. And then you bring in the leadership of Kyle Lowry alongside Jimmy Butler and bam. I mean, they, they've got, you know, a, a pretty good core there going, I don't think they're going to be a contender by any means, but I am interested to see how it pans out for them. Yeah, Victor Oladipo said at Media Day that he doesn't really have a timetable on when he's coming back. He's hoping that it's soon, but whenever you say we don't have a timetable, that usually means that it's not anytime soon, right? right. Like we're we're really used to that with the Orlando Magic, but um, yeah, I think Victor Oladipo with Miami Heat is really like the X factor, the big question mark. You kind of know even at this point in their careers what you're going to get out of Kyle Lowry and, and Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo, obviously still really good. If Tyler Hero does kind of get back to you know the 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 bubble Tyler Hero that we the, saw. Two years um, ago, Tyler Hero, yeah. Two years ago, exactly. But um, more and more over the past few years, I, I'm really um, you know kind of getting more into the philosophy that with elite athletes, like they have a peak, and especially once injuries start to happen – if you come down from that peak, you never really get back to that level. Like, especially when we talk about like fantasy football and we talk about like running backs, it seems like these running backs, you know, these monsters have like two, three, four, like really, really good years. And then as soon as they drop down from that peak, they never get back to that. You look at a guy like David Johnson a few years ago was like the number one pick in all of the NFL drafts, ended up messing up his wrist and it just never gotten back to that. We saw that the same thing happen with Chris Johnson, you know, CGA 2K, Jamal Charles, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson. And now I'm starting to kind of adopt that for NBA players. Like a guy like Derrick Rose, who we saw at the mountaintop, you know, won the MVP, you know, like 10, 11 years ago. Obviously, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. As You know, he's a good NBA player, but he's definitely not at that same level. And the same thing now with Victor Oladipo. Obviously, he was, I believe, two, three-time All-Star in Indiana, um, you know, ruptured the quad and is now having this kind of reoccurring issue, it seems like. And I don't think that he's going to be able to get back to that level. It's just something that you see over and over and over again, um, you know, especially when guys are at the, you know, the top of their game in their respective, you know, league. Like Victor Oladipo was a multi-time all-star. It doesn't get any better than that, you know, unless you're, you know, a guy like LeBron or Giannis or whatever, which I don't think anyone would say about Victor Oladipo. But it will be interesting to see how the Heat do. Um, I'm hoping they suck, but, you know, that's that's my own business. Um, Luke, the next thing that I'm really interested to see is a team that obviously for a lot of reasons is being overlooked now, and that's the reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, they won the title last year, um, bringing, you know, most of that squad back. Um, but because a lot of the reasons that people questioned kind of the legitimacy of that title at the time, you know, injuries to Kawhi Leonard, to LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, like they were like six inches away, not not even six inches, like maybe three inches away from a Kevin Durant two-point field goal being a three-point field goal, and that series is probably over at that point. 
You know, so I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks are, are really being overlooked this year and, and maybe even deservedly so, but like they're the NBA champs. They're the champs until they're not. So I think Giannis has still another level to get to. A lot of people, including myself, questioned, um, you know, last year and early in the playoffs, if he could ever be the best player on a championship team, if Chris Middleton could ever be the second best player and be like the, the crunch time Batman on a championship team. And those guys proved me wrong last year. They did both of those things. So I'm excited to see what the Milwaukee Bucks do this season. Yeah, and then I think my you know last you know one of the things that I'll list at least there's a lot of things obviously that I'm looking forward to, and we could go on and on about it. But my last one, Jonathan, is a guy who's 36 now, and he played a huge part in the Suns making the finals last year. And obviously, I'm talking about Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is a guy that's slated to make 30 mil, uh, 28.4, then 30.8. Um, he's got non-guaranteed when he's 39 at 30 million, and he's an unrestricted free agent at age 40, which I'm assuming he will be done after his contract plays out here. But he is still Chris Paul. I mean, this is a, a guy who um, it has fallen off, obviously, from this time with the Clippers where he was averaging, you know, whatever it was, like 20 and 11. Um, but now, uh, you know, you look at it last year, he takes him to, you know, to uh, the NBA finals. He's, you know, averaging 16, 9 and 5 almost. Um, and he's 35. So I, I'm really interested to see if they we see a decline this year in Chris Paul. Um, it's kind of like LeBron and the fact that I don't know when that drop off is going to happen. Um, but but Chris Paul, man, if he can stay healthy, he is one of the most, if not the the most influential piece and uh, in kind of what the Suns are kind of riding on this year is CP3's health. I mean, he he's getting older. He has that injury bug in the postseason, obviously. Hopefully he stays healthy, but that's kind of one of the storylines I'll be looking at in terms of an individual player is Chris Paul. So I do think that Chris Paul is going to take a little bit of a decline this year, but I expect Devin Booker to go up another level. Right. Like I think that finals experience and like we saw him just doing cats dirty in the postseason. And I think that experience and his confidence is going to grow. And I think we see a, a, a different Devin Booker this year. I think he's going to be better than ever. When we talk about LeBron James, it's funny. Um, 36 years old. He's going to be 37, um, you know, December 30th. So we're almost to the point, Luke, where LeBron James has been in the NBA longer than he hasn't, which is right. really crazy to think about. You know, a guy that's going to be 37 years old. It's going to be, you know, interesting to see what happens with Chris Paul and also LeBron James. And Luke, when we were, you know, decided to, you know, kind of do this segment on the show, I was really nervous. I'm like, there's got, there's probably got to be some overlap between the two of us, right? And I'm glad to say that there isn't. So um, my third and final thing that I'm really excited for this season, um, one of my favorite young players in the league to watch, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Mm. So Michael Porter Jr. just signed a five-year, uh, 170. $72 million uh, maximum rookie scale contract extension with the Denver Nuggets. Um, this is right from Track. I know there were some larger numbers originally reported, but you know, I think Track is like the, you know, go-to most reliable source when it comes to this kind of contract stuff. So I'm going off of that. Um, but Michael Porter Jr., you know, this is, I believe is going to be his fourth year or yeah, fourth year in the league, if I'm not mistaken, or third year in the league. I, I really can't remember right now. Um, but you know, a big piece of that team, Jamal Murray went down, um, you know, halfway through April last year. And if Denver is, you know, going to have hopes of making the playoffs and, uh, you know, really being in contention when Jamal Murray comes back at some point this year, uh, it's really going to come down to how good Michael Porter Jr. is going to be able to be. 
how big of a leap is he going to be able to make? And just to give you some reference, um, last year, uh, 17 games uh, that he played without Jamal Murray in the regular season, averaged 23.5 points per game. He shot 56% from the floor, 48.9% from the three-point line on almost eight attempts a game, uh, six rebounds, and one and a half assists. I mean, it does not get more efficient than that for a wing player, and I only expect his volume to go up. I don't know if his efficiency is going to stay quite at that type of level. Like, we're almost, that's like, you know, Steph Curry, like 2015, 2016 range, uh, you know, like 50, 50, you know, 90 pretty much that he shot that year. Um, now, Michael Porter Jr., MPJ at 85% from the free throw line, so I'm not comparing him to Steph Curry, but I think the volume is going to go up a bit more because Denver is going to ask even more of him. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, they just signed uh, Aaron Gordon also to a large extension, and people are talking about how great Aaron Gordon is looking. looked in open runs. Sorry, Denver fans. Been there, done that, worn that T-shirt. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I wish the best for Aaron, but I, I wouldn't get too excited about that if I was a Denver Nuggets fan. But Michael Porter Jr., I, I think this kid is one of the most talented young players in the league. Um, I really hope he does well. hope he has a great season. I, I hope Denver is in you know contention when Jamal Murray is able to come back at some point this year Luke yeah and and that's the big thing right I mean he you know Denver caught a lot of flack for MPJ's extension right but I think at this point man I mean you're you're throwing out money to you know AG's getting money um, you've got you know Jamal obviously and you know you've got Joker all of that all of those guys at this point, man, they're just pushing their chips all into the to the middle of the table, and they're saying we're all in on this team that we've got. And MPJ is going to play a huge role in that. I mean, you look at MPJ just you know a few years ago. This is going to be his uh, fourth season technically in the NBA, but he did sit out that one year with his back right. injury, which obviously made him fall to fourteen um, in the draft. I mean, there, there's going to be there's there's already a lot of teams that went before and picked before that that are thinking, man. Did we mess up and not just waiting on Orlando MPJ? Magic could really use Michael Porter Jr. right now. <laughs> so honestly, so MPJ man, they're they're paying him for what he can become. They're paying for his potential right now. Um, obviously, right now he might not be worth that much, but two years down the road, when Denver has these guys still intact and they're keeping their guys on the roster year after year, their continuity is growing. I think that you could see Denver being a championship team in two to three seasons from now. And I think that you'll be able to look back and be like, man, it's a good thing they locked in that young core while they did um, and those core guys that they really believed in while they did. Um, I don't think there's really a price that you can put on that, especially a guy like MPJ, man. I mean, that you weren't going to let him just walk because you weren't going to give him that much money. So you had to lock it in. They were put in a tough spot. Um, but I really don't think it was that tough in the end because I, I, I do think that Denver will be you know, a serious contender in a couple years from now. I think so too. And, uh, I think MPJ is you know just as talented as almost any young player in the league. So I think the the sky's the limit, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, MPJ is going to do this season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Luke, let's talk some uh, some college bets. So how did you do last week and uh, what we got going on this week? Uh, so last weekend, we'll do college first and then, you know, uh, we'll get into NFL and I'll let you take the reins there to start. But it's complete disaster. Let me just I'll start it and end it right there. It's complete disaster. <laughs> I'm done with teasers. I'm done with parlays. Just single games for me here on out. We'll get that out of the way. We don't have to bring up my NBA betting last week. Yeah. yeah. So last week in college, I it was terrible for me um in terms Perfect. of we've had great weekends i love it yeah uh so i had liberty minus six against syracuse um they did not cover the spread um and then uh tennessee i had them plus 20 against florida um it looked like it was going to go that way for pretty much the whole game uh and florida kind of turned on the burners and was able to cover the spread against tennessee so i did go zero and two last week um still this year um on the year for the picks i've given out on shoot the shot i'm five four and one so still got a winning record there um jonathan i know you said it was bad but how bad was uh nfl last week and then i'll kind of get into my college picks here um i mean i really just got pretty unlucky uh let me yeah. go ahead and, and pull up the record here so um, I don't have my exact record, um, but basically, like last second Dolphin touchdown, that kind of screwed me. Uh, the Bucks, you know, basically getting the pants beat off of them, that really hurt me. I had them um, in a in a parlay with the Packers, and then Giants Falcons. You know, the over under was forty eight points going into the week. They were two of the I think bottom like seven defenses in the league. Yeah. The Giants were giving up like twenty eight and a half points per game. The Falcons were giving up forty. So I was like, okay, both these defenses suck. Uh, we're just going to, it's really just going to be a shootout. And then I forgot that, oh, wow, both these offenses also suck. So that was really depressing. I was actually at the Giants game. It was my first time ever at MetLife, uh, you know, flew up, went to the game with my brothers. We had great seats. Um, people have talked crap about MetLife Stadium. I thought it was a beautiful stadium. The field was incredible. I got to see uh, the whole halftime ceremony with Eli Manning. Uh, yep. The owner of the Giants, John Mara, got booed, which was awesome as well. <laughs> Um, and apart from the outcome, you know, I, I really had a great time, but, uh, but yeah, that over under, uh, you know, really stung me last week. Yeah. So before we get into our NFL picks real quickly here, um, I will, uh, kind of give out my college picks for, for this week. Um, 
First one that I'm going to definitely that I've already locked in is Michigan plus two versus Wisconsin. Uh, I think Wisconsin is bad. Um, I don't trust their quarterback Graham Mertz in the slightest. Um, the, Wisconsin scored 23 points in two games this year against Penn State and Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan is going to be even more suffocating, I think. And Michigan should clamp them defensively, I think. And so I'm going to go Michigan plus two. Um, and then the other game that I'm going to go and kind of give out here is UCLA minus three against Arizona State. Herm Edwards, Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, they are the most penalized team in the league. Uh, 43 penalties so far through, uh, what, four games? So not great uh, for, for that team. I don't think that that'll be able to withstand UCLA. Is that conference or the country? Country, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the most penalized team in the country. So, um so yeah, so they're um, pretty bad when it comes to being disciplined. So UCLA minus three. Um, they didn't know if Dorian Thompson Robinson was going to be able to play the quarterback for UCLA, um, but they said that it looks like he's going to be ready to go. Um, he's thrown nine touchdowns and one interception uh, so far this year through the games that he's played. I think it's kind of a no-brainer for me, and so that you know I'm going to go UCLA minus three, and like I said, Michigan plus two against Wisconsin. All right, we will take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will get into our NFL bets. Guys, autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6. That's S-I-X-T-H, manscaped.com. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. If you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is essential. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6 That's S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, Luke, what you got for uh, NFL bets this week? Yeah, so um, I, I've i got the Bucks minus seven against the Patriots. Um, I'm probably going to buy down half a point to get that six and a half there, obviously. Um, I, Patriots are going to be down James White at running back. Antonio Brown will be in the lineup for Tampa Bay. Um, if the spread was you know more than seven, I would probably shy away from the game. I don't know that I would bet the Patriots in that instance. Obviously, Belichick's going to try to throw some weird looks at Brady and everything like that like you know you you think he would defensively. I don't think it'll matter. Mac Jones coming off a game where he threw three interceptions against the Saints. I just don't see a world where they're able to keep up. I think that in the first half it could be close. Um there's going to be a lot of adrenaline in that game. Brady versus Belichick. It's what's being advertised everywhere. Have you, did you see that by the way? The the Adele promo, the hello not. from 
dude, I, it, it was during uh, one of the games that I was watching, um, but it was during one of those games, they did an Adele Hello from the Other Side, and it was a Brady and Belichick little mashup there. And it's they just were, like... They were coach and player. They weren't lovers, folks. It, yeah. It's not that deep. You would think, and I mean... Do you, they didn't really uh, seem to like each other all that much personally, so yeah, yeah. I so, mean, at least at least not towards the end. But Patriots fans will tell you otherwise. Trust me. <laughs> so so yeah. They love so each I'm, other. They were like brothers. I'm I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, and like I said in that game, Bucks minus seven. I'll probably buy it half a point to six and a half, and then I am going to uh, go Ravens plus one against the Denver Broncos. Um, for me, I don't know that the three and O Broncos are, you know, really the real deal. It, I I really don't know at all, and I just think that Baltimore, um, it, it, giving them plus one. I I mean, I I know that the game is at Denver, but I, it's really there's really not too much of an explanation for me. I just think Baltimore is the better team, and that's why I'm just going to take them plus one here and not overthink it. All right, so I think that's a good place to start, Luke. So I'm also taking Baltimore plus one. Uh, we're going to do like our contenders and pretenders of the undefeateds in just a few moments here. But um, me taking the Ravens, I think you can guess uh, what side I think the Broncos fall on. Um, you know, there are three wins. I mean, let's just go through this really quickly. The Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets, you know, three of the, you know, maybe worst five teams in the NFL. So I'm not impressed with any of the wins um, that, you know, the, the Broncos have had. I wasn't impressed watching them play my Giants. Um, and the Ravens, you know, just a couple weeks ago beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are still kind of finding their way this season. But, yeah, I'm taking the Bron- uh, the uh, the Ravens uh, plus one, you know, over the Broncos. And then I've got um, the Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half over the Carolina Panthers. I know the Panthers have been one of the best defenses in the league this year. Um, but same thing. You look at their schedule, you know, they've beaten three pretty bad teams, the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. Um, I'm not buying into the hype so far. Um, Dallas looked really, really good um, on Monday night against the Eagles. Uh, it seems like they found something in the running game. Again, you know, with Zeke, he started to look like his old self. Um, and then Dak, Dak Prescott. I mean, yeah, I'm not a Cowboys fan whatsoever, but the kid is really freaking good. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the, the Cowboys um, in Dallas, you, you know, minus four and a half against the Panthers. And then the opposite of that Monday night game, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I've got them minus seven uh, versus the Eagles. I might buy down half a point and get them minus six and a half like you are with the Bucks. Uh, but the Eagles, I just feel like are really bad. I don't feel like Jalen Hurts is good. Um, and it feels like at some point the Chiefs are going to get it going. And I feel like this is the type of team that you can beat up on get some of that confidence and swagger back um, and get their season back on track. So, yeah, I've got the the Chiefs. I'm going to try to get them a minus six and a half um, over the Eagles in Philadelphia. How do you feel about those? Any objections there? Are you feeling good about my picks or what? I, I need some wins this week. So I, I mean, they, they sound good to me. You convinced me. You know, so so All maybe right. maybe maybe we'll we'll jump on board there. I feel like my I feel like my picks have been very convincing. I'm just like that's the whole thing about gambling is it just has <laughs> not been happening, and I'm hemorrhaging money from my account at this point. Luckily, it's been quite a while since I've had to make a deposit from my actual bank account, so the wife's not too upset. But a few <laughs> more weeks, like the last couple of weeks, and yeah, I'm gonna have to be pulling from the the piggy bank. Sorry, kids, no ice cream this week. Daddy needs to gamble, so. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. There, Luke. Uh, but let's talk, let's talk our, our contenders, um, and pretenders, uh, from the NFL. So right now, um, in the NFL, there are one, two, three, four, five undefeated teams left sitting at three, three and O Luke, 
We've got the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Rams, Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, why don't you go first? Who are your contenders and, and your pretenders? Yeah, sorry. I'm grabbing my uh, my standings again here. Um, yeah, so uh, real quick, maybe we just kind of list ours out, Jonathan, and then we can, yeah. you know, you know, get, get into kind of the meat and potatoes of it all. But um, for me, man, I, I think as far as, you know, going down this list here, um, first and foremost, the Rams for me, I think that they are contenders. Um, I, I think that, that Matthew Stafford has slid into this role um, at quarterback for the Rams and has been incredible. Uh, Cooper Cup has come alive and people still don't have an answer for him. Um, I was listening to uh, Upsets and Underdogs, which is a Blue Wire podcast. Um, Nick Dias, a uh, buddy of mine, hosts that with Will Blackman. Um, and they were kind of talking about it, about the Rams. And he was saying, you know, Nick made a good point And it's, you know, Cooper Cup, seems like he came with Stafford like they they are just right. going together really well right now um and it doesn't seem like they've really missed a beat at all they're three and oh with a brand new quarterback um obviously Stafford's a good quarterback but it, they, he just fits the system really well and so I think for me um I know I got into a bit of an explanation there obviously but the Rams for me um are uh, definitely labeled contenders for me um, I'll go through the other ones pretty quickly here and then we'll get into it um Cardinals Contenders, Broncos, Pretenders, Carolina, uh, Pretenders, Raiders, Contenders. So right now, Luke, um, Cooper Cup is leading the entire league um, in receiving yards. Uh, he's tied with uh, with uh, receptions, and he's leading the league in touchdowns. So, I mean, as much as Matt Stafford has been kind of been thrust into the MVP conversation with his early play and just how great the Rams have looked and how great they looked uh, you know, last week against the the Bucks. I mean, Cooper Cup. I mean, he's having the best season out of any wide receiver in the league. And it's not that he's the most like athletic guy. Like whenever we talk about white receivers, it's always he's deceptively quick, or uh, you know, he's a locker room guy. He's a he's a real winner. You know, those are kind of the adjectives that we use with like these white rot wide receivers. Uh, but Cooper Cup, like really, just I don't know if it's his footwork or just his ability to run routes. But it's like every single time you have the view of the game. You see Stafford drop back, throw the ball. The ball goes across your screen, and then all of a sudden you're looking at Cooper Cup wide open. It's yeah. like, what the hell is going on? Are we watching the same games the last few weeks? Like, this is a guy that, you know, needs to be doubled, if not, I mean, triple teamed at this point. The first two weeks of fantasy, I went against him, kicked my butt both weeks. So, yeah, I've got the Rams um, as a contender. Uh, Panthers, uh, Broncos, I've got them both as pretenders. Uh, the Cardinals, I do think, um, I do think they're contenders. Uh, they've got one of the best point differentials in the league so far. Obviously, uh, you know, as well as the Broncos. The Broncos are actually uh, tied with Buffalo for the best point differential in the league. But again, because of the teams that they've played, um, not really sold. The Raiders are the one team that I'm just not sure about. The Raiders, I feel like, especially in the Derek Carr era, era, uh, you know, they they've looked great early on in the season, and then at just some point, the wheels come off just kind of in classic Raiders fashion. Like my entire life, the Raiders just have not been good other than making the Super Bowl in like 2002. Um, but, you know, they they beat the Ravens. They beat the Steelers. Two teams that I'm not exactly sure are good. Um, and then, you know, they, they just barely beat, uh, you know, the Dolphins this week. They've got the Chargers coming up this week. So that's going to be, you know, pretty interesting um, to see those two teams go at it. Justin Herbert, you know, one of my favorite young quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would say the Raiders are the team that I'm not really sure on. I've got the Rams, the Cardinals as contenders. 
Um, and then, uh, and then the, the Broncos and the Panthers as pretenders. Uh, and yeah, I'm just not real sure on the Raiders. Yeah. I, so for me, Jonathan and the Raiders, man, I, they're averaging 471 yards per game and kind of looking up their yardage situation that they've got. I, it really did surprise me because I was almost, I was on the fence with the Raiders, right? But Derek Carr, I mean, and, and the way that he is going so far, obviously he's probably not keeping up with what he's done so far. He's thrown for 1,200 yards. I saw that and I was like, whoa, <laughs> he's thrown yeah. for 1,200 yards already. And they're at, like I said, averaging 471 yards per game. I expect both those numbers to take a dip as the season goes on just for the sake of sample size and longevity. But the Raiders, man, I they are a team in the past who like, you know, they, they've had some years where they were, you know, pretty great they looked really promising Derek Carr and the Raiders a few years ago were in that spot now I I I in the past couple seasons I've been kind of you know writing them off right obviously but now I mean the way that they're going if they can keep it up it's obviously not wholly sustainable but uh, I'm I, I do like the Raiders in this situation um and I, I think that they could be very good and, and make a run in the playoffs so um, the other you know uh, contender I wanted to you know talk about was the Arizona Cardinals. Um, obviously, I've talked about the Rams, so this is my last contender to talk about. But Arizona Cardinals averaging thirty four points a game, top ten in passing and rushing. Um, I mean, they, this is this is a team that you know with Kyler Murray, man, he's looked ridiculous. I mean, he's a, a he is a Madden video game player at its finest. Some of the the plays that he makes, I know that there was a play against the Titans a few week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, where he evades the rush and he's running, you know, to the, to his left and makes that throw downfield, and they, everybody's like, "Oh, he's wide open. Why are we praising this throw?" Kyler Murray is making throws that you think you you see it, and you're like, "Why are we praising this throw?" And you don't even take the time to look at what happened before the throw. Kyler Murray makes these things look easy. And I think that's the reason some people don't, you know, they discredit Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, I, I think, are, are the real deal, man. Yeah, he's a beast. And that's why I have them um, as contenders because I, I think that, you know, he's capable of winning a game all by himself basically any week. Like him and D Hop, like, you know, don't put it past the Cardinals to put up, you know, 35, 40 points on, on any given week. Last thing that I'll say about the Raiders here. So, yeah, you know, they're getting off to a crazy start offensively, but both the Ravens and the Miami Dolphins so far to start the season are bottom 10 defenses. The Ravens secondary has just been decimated by injuries. So that's really – I'm just – you know, I need at least like two more weeks. If the Raiders keep this up, then I'll bump them up in my contenders. But I don't know. It just seems like I believed in Derek Carr and the, the Raiders, you know, in the past. And, you know, they've had a lot of injuries, you know, over the last few years, Derek Carr especially. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just not there yet. I might very well be wrong, and they might be contenders, but I'm just not really ready uh, to say that yet. But – going to be a, another exciting uh you know week of nfl football what i'm really bummed about is that we don't get the manning cast for like another three weeks is that right yeah so i i knew coming into the season they were only doing it like 10 or 12 um you know weeks but yeah we're gonna it's the next three weeks they won't be back until week seven That's what trash. did you think uh about uh you know the other night my boy eli you know flipping the double bird flipping the double birds dude double i'm starting I, I might start doing that on the six man show right I mean, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it on national television, you know, but, uh, but yeah, he's like, yeah, I guess, I guess you can't do that. He's like a, a nine year old in Philadelphia did it, did it to me. So I thought it was fine. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, um, for, 
is it a a hot take to think that the middle finger's like not that bad? It's just kind of cheeky, right? And I get it for national if my, television. If my almost three years old comes out it's like, "Hey, Dad, check this out." <laughs> I'm like, "You're that's not that's a no go in my household." So I will say that's that's a bad thing. Okay. How would you feel like if your if your pastor came out on Sunday? It was like, "Yo, what up, y'all? What's going? <laughs> well, how would you feel if Ron came out flipping the double bird?" You know, if the Eli church Manning the was my pastor. We'd we'd let it slide. But uh, um, <laughs> so here's 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 where I stand as far as um. The, the Manning cast, man. I, there are certain I, things that other people, you know, don't find acceptable that you're totally fine with. So I, I I'm mean, partially joking, Jonathan, but nah, I think nah. that I think that the bird is is less offensive than an f bomb. Oh um, yeah, of or, or 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 other a lot of other cuss words. I think every other cuss word I think yeah, is I think, not. Yeah, you could definitely find a few that are worse than the bird. Right, for sure. exactly. So so he could have done worse is what I'm saying. Um, but don't forget what the bird signifies. It, it is the, it's a very personalized F-bomb. Right, well, That's exactly. That's what it's for. However, whatever. Um, About the Manning, the Manning cast here, I, week one came around and I was like, they're hilarious, but I wish they would stop cutting away to, to shots of their studio so much. Like right. the the game would be going on and they'd have the game in a small box. And I was like, I really hope that this doesn't happen because I ended up changing the channel to the actual broadcast. Cause I, I confession, I had money writing in this game hey, and I don't remember if it was DFS totally or a spread or over under regardless. I switched over because I was like, I, this is ridiculous. Um, then the next very next week, they only basically kept them in those their little boxes on the left side of the screen, and it's been much better. So I'm sure someone yeah. got you know in their production meeting was like, "Hey guys, let's let's not do that." Um, so that was my only complaint. I obviously, love Peyton and Eli, but now that they've got that fixed, man, I I'm pretty pissed that they're not gonna do all all every yeah. game every week. I understand they've probably you know they're experimenting and they didn't know how it was gonna go, so they didn't want to commit to a full yeah. season, um, but. It, I I mean it's been really enjoyable. I yeah I definitely agree. Obviously I'm a huge Eli Manning fan. Anytime Eli talks, I'm listening. Um, but he was on a Giants podcast this last week. Obviously you know everyone knew that they were retiring his number at halftime at this past weekend's game. So they had him on, and obviously they were talking about his Giants career. But they also started to talk about the you know the ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast, and that's exactly what Eli said. He's like, there are a lot of things that happen on the show, and then I'm getting texts, and Peyton's getting texts of, hey, you guys can't do this. You need to do it mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, well, what the hell do you mean? Nobody's ever done this. Who are you to say we can or can't <laughs> right. do this? But he said, we're very much kind of learning as we go each week and you know, kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Um, one thing that I heard this past week that I hadn't really thought of because the Giants haven't played on Monday night yet is if it's a game that I actually have a legit uh, like you know, interest in. Right. I might go back to the traditional broadcast so that I can hear the play-by-play and kind of the nuances. Like all of a sudden, you know, like like Sterling Shepard came out of the game this weekend, and it you know he had like a hamstring issue. That's not something you probably would find out on the Manning cast. You'd have to listen to you know like Lisa Salters or whoever it is, the sideline reporter on Monday Night Football, to find out. Oh, this guy's out. He's you know not coming back to the game and things like that. So, um. I hope they find a way to integrate some of that stuff into their broadcast because if we can get more stuff like updates like that or you know maybe sometimes they'll just listen into like the play by play to see what those guys are saying I don't know maybe that would add something to the broadcast not yeah. really sure but for the most part I'm really enjoying it um 
you know, like they had LeBron on, like that was like one of the coolest things ever, you know, to hear him, you know, you know, just talk with those guys and just be one of the, one of the dudes, just dudes being bros. You know, that was, that was awesome. So yeah, I'm bummed that it, you know, it's not going to come back for another few weeks. My, I, I'm pretty sure it's just supposed to be this season right now. Mm. Um, they're going to have to give those guys a hell of an offer uh, to keep doing this in, in seasons to come. Cause I think uh, people are going to miss out, you know, miss it if, if, if they don't bring that back. So. Yeah, and I I think that they've you know their guest lineups have been really fun. Um, Pat McAfee was hilarious a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Um, cussed a few times on air. They didn't seem to care. Um, so so yeah, man, I'm I I really do like the Manning cast, and like I said, I'm a little bummed it's not gonna be every every week of the year. Yeah. Well, Luke, uh, lucky enough for us, this is the last episode we're gonna have to do this uh, year um, without NBA basketball. You know, there's gonna be preseason. Although we're going to see the stars and kind of limited action and things like that. Luke is uh, walking away right now, but I'm going to uh, take this as an opportunity to end the show. Wait, hold on. I want to fess up to Luke's something Luke's camera here. just got um, all kinds of jacked up. He's running yeah, away. He's coming back to the camera. Yeah, yeah. And the reason is this is really for you guys on YouTube. You guys listen to the audio or like, what, what is going on? Um, I just want to say that I uh, definitely have messed up here because this light has been set up this whole time. And uh, I haven't had on. it on. Nice. So, Very nice. So there we go, guys. Um, we all Show make mistakes. Business. I had this light turned off. I've been. It's in my my vision all all night, all forty minutes of this recording. I'm a legend. I understand. Here you go. The last couple minutes, you get to see my bright and shining face. Well, it's gonna be like the last seconds because I'm literally Two ending, ending the show right now. So for Perfect. Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. Thank you guys for listening to Shoot the Shot, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.